This is Radar's Money and Quarter Crack coming at you. Episode 18 of the 2023 season. We're in now the calendar year of 2024. NFL regular season over. NFL fantasy football season over with. This is obviously episode 18 because it's week 18 of the season. And boy, a lot happened. Obviously, I predict the Ravens to beat the Steelers. And you know what happened? That, I can admit that that did not go the way I was supposed to be because I should have factored into the fact that the Ravens clinched the number one seed and they weren't trying. And the Steelers, despite being on Mason Rudolph, their third-string quarterback, they were still going to play. And again, divisional rival game. Normally, they're toss-ups, they're close-knit, and they're both a good defensive team. But the major difference in this game was... The fourth quarter battle, the Steelers put up 10 points, and that's why they took the lead. Deontay Johnson caught another touchdown pass, a rarity in his NFL career. Najee Harris had a touchdown. Again, another rarity with these talented guys. He actually had 112 yards rushing, which is impressive. Obviously, Tyler Huntley, the backup in Baltimore, has done this before with him injured, but he only managed to do one touchdown, and again... They were just trying to not be any of their key players being injured. Texas, I think the Texans over the Colts is what I predicted. I didn't predict that, boy, oh boy, what would happen on the fourth down play with one, on the fourth and one where literally the, the receiver dropped the ball and they couldn't have won and then the Texans didn't care at the end. They took a safety in order to win the game, making it closer, but Texans, man, C.J. Stroud, even if he isn't at full strength, you know, he threw two touchdown passes, led his team down the field for Devin Singletary to score the go-ahead run, and then wait, then won the division. This division is always going to have always been the Jaguars based on Trevor Lawrence, but not a great season. The Colts used to win this division all the years because of Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck, but, not, but they'd be close to playoff teams, and we know the Titans... They won the division a few times and made the playoffs because of Ryan Tannehill. So, it's an interesting proposition that this team wins it. Nico Collins, 195 yards receiving for a touchdown and nine catches. Like, this, it's just an incredible game that they the Texans have a 10-7 record and they win. Carter Mitchell wasn't really much of a factor. Jonathan Taylor did have 180 yards rushing and a touchdown because, for the most part, this was a close game. Matt Gay accounted for nine points. Imagine if he made all of his field goals. This game would be a lot closer. But DeMarco Ryans and C.J. Stroud have proven they may be rookies at their positions, but they turn around a team that was one of the worst offensive teams in all of football last year. Man, it's just impressive the Texans season they had. I've heard the Buccaneers would beat the Panthers. And I was right. What I didn't see was the Panthers, who stink on both sides of the field, would hold Baker Mayfield to own 137 yards, Rashad White to under 100 yards, Chris Godwin to under 51 yards receiving as the leading receiver, and all of the Buccaneers would score as field goals. Like, I did not see that happening. I know the Panthers often, pretty much most weeks, stink. Bryce Young didn't even crack 100 yards. Trouble Hubbard got under 100 yards rushing. Like, this is just horrendous. Now, if you want, if you're the owner of the Tepper of the team and you want Bryce Young to continue to develop as a quarterback, the dumb decision was to fire Frank Reich, a former quarterback and a former offensive coordinator and head coach. 
you're not letting him succeed. They did fire the GM too, but you're not going to let this quarterback succeed if it, halfway through year one you just cut bait on the offensive-minded head coach. Who's going to want to go there? You know, Matt Rule and Ron Rivera and now Frank Reich, all been fired. Not to mention all the interims they had. This team is, like, no co- coach is going to go to Carolina and go, you know what? I want that. I want to be fired after one season or halfway through one season. Even, yeah, I'll get paid, but I'm going to uproot my whole entire family to live here. No one's going to do that. Now, the Buccaneers, 9-8. and eight. I can admit the thing I was wrong about the Buccaneers this year was that I thought they were going to be a last place team because I thought Carolina and Atlanta would be salvageable and be competitive, but both were not true, and the Saints I thought would be way, way better. But the Buccaneers did win the division. They finished the same record as the Saints. But I'm guessing do the head-to-head matchup or whatever. They got the clinching things. But that's where I'm just like, wow. Baker Mayfield proved a lot of people wrong. Like, no one would have thought that. Like, for reals. Like, nothing would have ever thought that coming. So, I can admit I got wrong on that. Then, not on the outcome of the game. Browns over Bengals is what I I predicted. Because I thought, you know what? Joe Joe Burr's not playing. Cleveland's been on fire with Joe Flacco. Well, didn't get the memo that Jeff Driscoll would play in this game. And yeah, he threw two touchdown passes in garbage time. But he threw two interceptions and they couldn't score until literally the fourth quarter. It was all garbage time. Bengals between Joe Mixon running all over the place for 111 yards and a touchdown, and Jake Browning, the rookie, throwing three touchdown passes. They were up to such a significant amount of lead that it was no way. And even Mixon caught one of the touchdown passes. It was like, they're like, yeah, we're up by so much, like for reals. And, Again, I didn't think the Bengals were going to be a playoff team, but I also thought they would be drastically horrible without Joe Burrow. But Browning won like two or three games this year that I didn't think they were going to win. So, obviously the Browns win this. The Browns make the playoffs. And the Ravens obviously are the number one seed. So I got it wrong. I was like, you know what? I think the, the Bengals and the Ravens are going to be playoff teams. It'll be the Steelers and Browns. won't be a horrible last place team. They're just not going to be amazing teams. And obviously, I will say that I got that wrong in that situation. Because, look at this. The Ravens won the division with 13 wins. The Browns won it with 11. The Bengals were 9-8 and and finished in last place. So it's a winning record, but that's this division is tough. And the Steelers still made the playoff despite being 10-7. and seven. Because they had a better record than Jacksonville and Indianapolis, who were just 9-8 and eight like the Bengals. And, of course, they had a better record than anybody in the Chiefs division. So, that's how the Steelers made it. So, I got it wrong about the Bengals and making the playoffs. But, obviously, who would have saw that that would have happened? Lions over Vikings. That was my prediction for the game. 
because I've taken the Vikings a few weeks in a row and they've just looked horrendous because rookie Jaron Hall has just been horrible. And of course, Nick Mullins, career backup journeyman guy, has been horrible. He threw two interceptions and two touchdowns in this game. This game was a lot closer than he thought, but the Lions went up 13-0 to start the game, and we're up 13-6 entering halftime. It's really, Jared Goff, there's two touchdowns for 140 yards, went of those 320 yards. And 140 throws were Amaron St. Browns, and he had a touchdown, Montgomery had a touchdown. Sam Laporta, the rookie tight end, continuing his amazing season. And for the Vikings, Justin Jefferson caught one of those touchdown passes. So at least he ends the year on the note that he finished 192 yards on 12 catches for a touchdown. The other wide receiver they like a lot, Jordan Addison, had one touchdown. So, And and, and Jamar Gibbs got a touchdown. So when both running backs get a touchdown and your two key offensive players get a touchdown, you're just going to win because the other team is just so bad, you know? We obviously know the Lions won their division. And 49ers won their division because they've been good all year. And the Cowboys eked past the Eagles to clinch that division, but the Eagles are still a playoff team. The Rams were the biggest surprise for me because I thought they would be bad and that them and the Cardinals would be the worst two teams. But give Sean McVay credit. They clinched the playoffs. And then obviously I thought the Vikings would be hovering around the playoffs. And then the Packers and the Bears would be horrendous. And I think even put the Packers in last place. They won nine games and... They, they they overtook the Seahawks for that final wild card spot and the Saints. So I got that one. Jets over Patriots. I knew the Jets would win because the Patriots are just horrendous. Like, they can't score an offense. Their best skill player, Stevenson's hurt. Like, they're just not going to win games. But it still was horrible. If it weren't for Brees Hall scoring that lone touchdown for the Jets in the fourth quarter... In a game full of field goals, this would have been just a field goal game. He had 178 yards rushing. And Bailey Zappi, who looked better than Mac Jones, was not saying much, threw two interceptions. Trevor Simeon hit through for 70 yards. Like, Greg Zerline and Chad Ryland were the stars of this game. That's all you need to know. It's just a bad, 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 bad game there. And then we got the Saints over the Falcons. Well, as I mentioned, the Saints finished with a 9-8 record. But the Buccaneers had the tiebreaker over that, and they finished, and they beat the Falcons, who finished under 500 with seven and ten. And in this game, it was like all Saints. Derek Carr on the offense actually was humming. He threw four touchdown passes. It's funny though, the Falcons scored two touchdowns in the first quarter, but that was the last time they would lead in the whole entire game. But yeah, when Derek Carr throws for four touchdown passes, Alvin Kamara doesn't play, and some Kendra Miller dude gets a rushing touchdown. You're like, Saints are flying on all cylinders, and then Jamal Williams, who missed a lot of time this year due to injury, but played in this game. He also got a rushing touchdown. So that's six touchdowns, man. Richie E, Chris Olave, and his A.T. Perry caught them. Blake Rupi, the kicker, counted for 12 of their points also. So 48-17, just kick-butting the other team, which I thought it was what it was. Desmond Ritter might throw in a touchdown pass, but the dude has an interception, man. But John Robinson, they gave him seven receptions for 103 yards and a touchdown. And he was the leading rusher with 28 yards because obviously they were down by so much. But... That's just what the Falcons need to worry about is that Bajan Robinson, Tyler Jill, Drake London, and even Cordell Patterson, Johnny Smith, and Kyle Pitts. A lot of people, if they were a quarterback and those were their skilled players and they have a quote-unquote offensive guru and Arthur Smith, they would be scoring way more. But guess what? They just fired Arthur Smith. It's definitely not working. 
Now, I predict that the Jaguars would beat the Titans, right? That's what I thought. Wrong. Because again, Trevor Lawrence has had a down year. He got his lineman who stepped on his foot. They haven't looked good. He threw two interceptions in this game. In spite of throwing two touchdowns, okay? Because in this game, they were the Jaguars were down 13-21 to 21 at halftime. So, it's too much for them to come back. And surprisingly, Ryan Tannehill, who's been injured and benched this year for Will Levis, threw two touchdown passes. And, of course, Derrick Henry's a beast, having 153 yards rushing on Jacksonville. Because, again, as good as Trevor Lawrence is, he can't hide the fact that the Jaguars don't have a top defense. Their offensive line may not even top 10, and they don't have the most amazing skill players. Like, Travis Etienne and Calvin Ridley are good, but they're not on the same level as Derrick Henry is, but still. And even the backup, Tajay Spears, had a rushing touchdown. Jenner Hopkins caught one of those touchdown passes, and Tajay Spears also caught a, a passing touchdown. So, get that wrong. Jacksonville doesn't get the 10 wins. They don't win their division, but have a winning record, which is a disappointment. And the Titans are 6-11. and 6-11, and 11, man. I said they are going to be bad. I just thought the Texans would be so bad because they were so bad last year that they would be in last play. Jaguars would clearly win this division, and then the Colts and Titans would be fighting for the bottom. But, and for the middle. So, obviously, I knew the Titans were going to be bad. I just didn't think they would be the last place team. Then we got Seahawks versus Cardinal. And it looked like for a while that the Cardinals were going to win. But... You know what happened? Tyler Lockett finally showed up. It's been a disappointing year for him in fantasy. And he caught a touchdown pass and a two-point conversion. With less than two minutes, they won. But Arizona, with Kyler Murray, has looked good in most games. And that win every game because even though Gannon's a defensive guy, this team is definitely starting over from scratch on defense because they don't have really good defensive players. But when healthy, Kyler Murray, they're 262 yards, had a t- passing touchdown. James Conner went healthy. He rushed for 150 yards and a touchdown. This dude has gone off, like, in some of the games he's been healthy for. And Kyler Murray ran for 33 yards. Like, this Trey McBride didn't get a lot of touchdowns this year. He usually gets the high yardage. In this game, he just had a touchdown, so it's pretty good. Problem is Matt Prater missed the, potentially the game-winning field goal and another one, and he's a veteran. But Arizona, you may have a top pick. Do not trade off Kyler Murray because you have a known asset. That's my opinion. If you know what the guy is, do not trade someone. Trade trade him away so you can try to fix the team. I know he's not Jonathan Gannon's quarterback or the GM's for the most part. Maybe the GM's because their GM, I remember, he, he, he retired. But the point is, it is not a bad team if Kyler Murray is your quarterback and James Conner is your running back. And Hollywood Brown, if he's healthy next year, is one of your receivers. And Trey McBride is your tight end. It's not bad. Buda Baker definitely needs help on defense. Like, he really does. They got to worry about the defense. So use your first-round pick either on a top receiver or a running back or an offensive lineman because this team needs help. Seahawks, I knew this year that they would be fighting for a wild-card spot. But, they, hey, they finished with a winning record. So you should give credit to Pete Carroll. But I still think it was a mistake to give Geno Smith all that money because he missed a few games. He's been so inconsistent and... Not so good this year, but he did throw two touchdown passes, and they did win. So it mattered that he showed up when he was supposed to. Tyler Lockett only showed up now. You would think with a team that's Tyler Lockett, Jackson Smith and Jigba, the rookie, and DK Metcalf, that they would be a much better offense. And same thing with Kenneth Walker. But again, Pete Carroll's not an offensive guy, so it is what it is. 
Bears over Packers. I thought the way the Bears have been playing and the Packers have been inconsistent, but I'm wrong. It doesn't matter if it's Bart Starr, Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre. It does not matter. It just seems like the Packers continue to get quarterbacks. Jordan Love was so bad and inconsistent this year, I'm like, eh, it's time to move on. I thought, because we have no idea what Jordan Love is, that the Packers would finish in last place. Nope. They finished 9-8. and eight. Like, I'm not joking. They finished 9-8, and eight, and they made the playoffs. Like, the Bears couldn't even beat them there. And, of course, the Bears, I thought the previous season would finish in last place, and they did, but they tied for last place in this division with the Vikings. And that's more because Kirk Cousins... And a bunch of other key players got hurt this year. So, there's that. Jordan Love has been on fire recently. And this game, he did that for 300 yards and two touchdowns. Aaron Jones, for second straight day, either had a rushing touchdown or he ran for 100 yards. This Jalen Reed dude, the young receiver, at 112 yards. Like, the Bears couldn't score anything on offense. They just kicked field goals. It wasn't like fields turned the ball over. It's just, it is what it is. And if Matt LaFleur is an offensive genius, can get... Jordan Love to not have games where he throws two to three touchdown passes. Then the next game he throws like two to three interceptions and he's more consistent. That's something you can build on. But their defense is still not that great. And Aaron Jones had an injury-plague season. So obviously I got that one wrong. And then the Chiefs over the Chargers. I knew this because the Chiefs were still technically like trying to play for home field advantage. But, are you know, playoff seating and stuff like that. So, they have the same record, though, as the Bills and the Dolphins. So, the question is, are they home or not? But that's still the thing is, they're still playing for something, for the most part. But they're like, nah, we're just locked into our playoff spot, so, because we cleansed the vision. So, Blaine Glaber started, and he threw one interception. But, that's fine, because the Chargers' offensive looked anemic without Justin Herbert and without Keenan Allen. That's the problem there, you know. Easton Stick is definitely not the answer. But if it weren't for Mike Edwards getting a fumble, 97-yard ret- fumble return for the t- t- Chiefs in the beginning of the game, guess what? They would There would have been no touchdowns in this whole game, and it would have been like Harrison Bucker in the last game for them, just kicking, dueling with Cameron Dicker. So the Chiefs didn't even care because they already made the playoffs, and the Chargers finished in last place. I thought the Raiders would finish in last place, but... Adrian O'Connell somehow has picked it up, and Antonio Pierce has rallied around them to win, you know, a few games. Speaking of that, the Broncos I thought would beat the the Raiders, but again, I should have thought. Jared Stidham looked horrible in the game he played last time. So, yeah, one touchdown, one interception. Adrian O'Connell, the rookie, threw two touchdowns. Without Josh Jacobs, Samir White. Got 112 yards. Javante Williams, though, showed up for the Broncos because he had a rushing touchdown at least. But for the most part, this was not a great day game because, like, eh, the Raiders were not making the playoffs. Even though they finished second place, and the Broncos blew it, in my opinion, because I, I think Russell Wilson would have looked way better out there than the Jared Stidham show. Jimmy Garoppolo even threw, attempted one pass in this game. Jacoby Myers got a rushing touchdown, which is interesting, but also caught one of those touchdowns, and so did Devontae Adams. So I was saying I was wrong about the Raiders finishing last place, and I was wrong about the Broncos winning this game. I should have just realized it's stupid Jared Stidham. And Adrian O'Connell's, Adrian O'Connell's been in there the, 
for most of the season. Then Eagles over Giants. That was before I realized, wait a minute, like a moron. The Eagles blew the division with their 11-6 and of their playoff team. So Marcus Mariota went out there and didn't throw a touchdown pass to the fourth quarter. And then Saquon Barkley just went off for two touchdowns. And Tyra Taylor threw a touchdown in the second quarter. And that was all she wrote there. Oh, and the Giants are lucky that the Commanders are so bad that they're not a last place team with six wins this year. And then the 49ers, I predicted to beat the Rams. But then what you realize is the 49ers already clinched the, the number one seed in the whole entire conference, right? So it doesn't matter to them. So they, they let their division rival in the game. And Carson Wentz got his first start for the Rams. And he threw two touchdown passes. And he ran for a touchdown. So it was all Carson Wentz. Sam Darnold did throw a touchdown. And backup Elijah Mitchell had a touchdown. Pakua Nuka Nakua did catch a touchdown pass. So, yay for Carson Wentz. He wins a game. The 49ers don't care about this game. But... Someone next year will be like, you know what, Carson Wentz in this game, he and the 49ers weren't even trying to win. He had a rushing touchdown and two passing touchdowns. Like, that's not bad. For Sam Darnold, who everyone's kid is a good backup, he had one passing and one rushing touchdown on this season. So that game, no one cared about that. The Rams wanted to win because they wanted to make the playoffs. Now the Commanders over the Cowboys. I knew the Cowboys, even though they clinched everything, they're just, uh, Washington is so bad. And today they fired Ron Rivera, and he had his birthday this weekend, so it's a bad thing for that. Dak Prescott, they didn't fall off the, they were like literally, they scored seven points right away. They put 21 up in the first half, and they're up 21 to 10. And then they put up 17 more, and then Washington couldn't do anything. Because again, Jacoby Brissett, they look good with him. But the issue with the this team is Sam Howell, was like Jordan Love. He could throw for a lot of yards. He could throw a bunch of touchdowns, rush for touchdowns. But then at the same part, he is going to, he is going to, you know, be horrible. And he throws two interceptions, man. Two interceptions. That's really like what you people don't get is Tony Pollard also had a rushdown. So it's like Dak Prescott was like, I throw four touchdown passes. C.D. Lamb catches two of them. Tony Pollard runs it in. Brandon Cooks and Jalen Tolbert catch it. And obviously, again, throwing two interceptions. He's lucky that they weren't returning them for touchdowns because Dallas has that capability of doing that. And lastly, the last game was Dolphins over Bills, right? Because that was determining who is going to win this division, right? So that game actually mattered. Bills won the game. And so they got to have the division. So that's pretty cool for them. So for the most part, that, in that, I got the Dolphins over the Bills. Because I thought the Dolphins would come up to prime time. And it seems like the Dolphins, like the Cowboys, cannot beat the teams they're supposed to, you know. Josh Allen threw two touchdown passes and had two picks. But Tua only had one touchdown and threw two picks. Tyreek Hill only at 82 yards, but he caught that one touchdown. Devonta Shane had a touchdown, so for the most part, it was just more of you add the two touchdown passes from Josh Allen, and then you also add the 
96-yard punt return that the Bills had. And that just, that just, obviously, they were down 7-0. But, again, it's a close divisional game. 21-14 is a one-score game that the Bills just dominated the fourth quarter, and that's why they won. So, I, I got the Ravens over Steelers because they rested players. I got Texans over the Colts. I got Buccaneers over the Panthers. I got the Browns over the Bengals wrong because they were resting guys. I got the Lions over the Vikings because the Lions are better. I got the Jets over the Patriots because the Patriots stink. Saints over the Falcons because the Falcons stink. I got the Jaguars over Titans, which was wrong because who would have saw that Trevor Lawrence would have been outplayed by Ryan Tannehill? I could admit that it wasn't about resting. Seahawks over Cardinals. Seahawks are just a better team. Should have been not riding the Bears Kool-Aid the last couple of weeks and just realized that that the Jordan Love is playing way better. And then Chiefs over Chargers, that was just a, a stupid game that no one cared about because the Chiefs weren't trying and they still won. And I should have just said that Adrian Connell's had way more snaps and have been more successful recently than Jared Stidham. So I, that, that one's on me. Eagles over Giants, if I knew they were resting players, I wouldn't have picked the Eagle. I knew if the 49ers were resting, I would have. And the Rams are resting. That's a game toss-up. Cowboys, I knew, would beat the Commanders. And I, if I knew the Dolphins were going to show up, then I would have done that. Thanks again for listening to another edition of Radar's Morning Morning Quarterback, which is where the term of sports writers and sports casters and everyone on TV and radio just going nonstop conversations about football when there were no games on Mondays and Saturdays and Thursdays, and they were just talking about them on Monday through the end of the week. And SI Sports Illustrated made that very popular with Peter King and stuff. That's kind of where it comes from. This was week 18, so episode 18 for me, the 2023s, and now we're in the 2024 year. The playoffs are starting. Thanks for listening to Raiders Morning Quarterback. I'm Raider. See you guys next time.